Welcome back, guys, to another episode of The Raven's Watch. I am your host, David Lee Corbo, a.k.a. The Raven, and we have an excellent show lined up for you today. However, before we get into that, I would like to let the audience know that for the first nine to ten minutes of this episode, we actually experience some audio technical issues. Whenever I speak, you can hear a echo coming back from my end. Um, that does not last for the entire episode. And I didn't really want to cut it out because it only happens when I speak. And so our guest today, Escanor Reloaded, when he speaks, everything's perfectly fine. So all the information that he has, you're not going to have any trouble listening to. Unfortunately, you are going to have a little bit of an issue uh, when it comes to my audio. If you want and you can't listen to it, uh, you can skip ahead to the 10-minute mark and it gets a lot better after that. Uh, and for a period of the show, it does seem to go away, but... We tried everything we could. I couldn't get rid of it. Uh, Escanor even reached out to one of his friends to see if they can get rid of it, and no such luck. So unfortunately, it is what it is. If you want to skip past that point, you can jump straight ahead to the 10-minute mark. Um, otherwise, please enjoy the show, and sorry about the audio issues. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of The Raven's Watch. I am your host, The Raven, also known as David Lee Corbo. And today's guest is my good friend, Escanor, of Escanor Reloaded on Twitter, uh, one of the many accounts that he's had. He's been nuked more than a few times uh, in a short time. And so uh, this is his newest rendition. Escanor, how you doing, brother? How you doing, brother? I'm very well, man. Thank you for having me on your show. Of course, my pleasure. Uh, can you tell the audience before we get into it where to find you? Yeah, of course. So today <laughs> I'm Escanor Reloaded on Twitter. Tomorrow we shall see. You can usually uh, always find me on Telegram with uh, two of my buddies. We are at uh, Guido and Escanor on Telegram. Uh, yeah, so Escanor Reloaded, one word. That's today. All right. So, Escanor, uh, the, the way that I discovered you, you have been posting intriguing content since I hopped on Twitter. And I've not been on Twitter very long. I think it's been, um, I know I hopped on sometime after Elon took it over. You were one of the first accounts that I saw that was uh, exposing things that, how do I put this? There are certain things you're allowed to expose on Twitter. We're all familiar with like accounts that kind of tow the conspiracy theory narrative. And then there's people like you were seemingly not worried about who in the community you upset. All you're worried about is the truth. And so one of my first exposures to you was actually in a live space. I don't know if you remember this, but I can't remember the nature of the live space. I just know that one of the people people that were speaking speaking, you picked up on the idea that they might be might be initiated into one of the societies whether it's society i think that is the one that you and so what ends up happening is the guy is is towing the line i forget what it is but it's it's something that that you sense a little bit of a a lie in and next thing you you start telling this guy to to admit whether or not he's a mason 
amazing. And the guy, the guy from, like, he from, wouldn't, he, he was wouldn't. so articulate and so charismatic. And then he started gunning on him about whether or not he's a Freemason. And he refused to suddenly answer your questions. And I mean, you were aggressive. And I said to myself, like, okay, here's a guy that main focus is the truth and exposing it. And you're much less concerned with how you're perceived by other people. Do you think that's a fair assessment? I think that's uh, the nicest way of saying it. I'll agree to that. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that you, um, uh, you're, you're one of the more abrasive people. But I think that just speaks to you don't care about the person you might offend. You care about the truth of the fact of the matter. And so um, I so, thought uh, that you would I be a perfect person to, perfect to bring on and to talk to about this whole Q&A thing. Um, um, you know, know I, I think a place to start, would be, to start would be, you tell us a little bit about, a little how, bit about how you got started, because you expressed to me expressed that me. you used to be a Q guy. So did I. So did and I, I was watching I was, it in 2019, 2019 and trying to you know, raise yeah. the alarm. So do you think you can tell the audience for those who aren't in the know? What is Q? Where did it come from? When did it start? When did it start? Um, look, um, let me start off. Look, I'll start off by saying this. I like to start this way. Um, I'm not initiated in any secret societies. I'm not a member of any professional orders. I have nobody. I have no pressure to say or keep other things hidden. I say what I think, and I have no restraints. I've had 30-something accounts on Twitter. I've lost a couple hundred thousand followers. When I was doing the Q thing uh, for like two years, man, I don't know how many accounts I had, but I would last maybe five, six, seven weeks, and I'd go zero to 20, 30, 40K every single time. I was killing it. Um, a funny side story, I think I'm the only person in the world that has gotten banned for both endorsing Trump and for exposing him. Like, I don't know how the hell that works, but I guess it's just me, right? People just don't like what I have to say. Like, just today, like right before we started speaking, I made a post uh, yesterday or whenever it was about uh, the King James Bible and how King James is, is obviously a Freemason, Freemason initiated in 1601. He had a harem of boys. He's a homosexual Freemason that was into the slave trade. And I'm like, maybe you want to reconsider the whole, you know, King James Bible thing, considering that it's coming from scum of the earth. And man, people attacked me. Like, people are quoting Bible verses like I'm the devil, that they want to burn me down, dude. Like, I'm like, dude, I'm just, I'm just telling you, maybe you shouldn't listen to a homosexual pedophile Luciferian. That's all I'm saying. You know, I didn't say anything crazy. So about the Q stuff, um, I understand. Look, I've been awake for a long time. I've been awake since I was like 15 years old or something, 1998. It's a long time ago. I should not have fell for this. I'm the first one to say that. I should not have fell for it. But hopium is a hell of a drug. That's the truth. I fell for it. Not only did I fall for it, I did it better than almost everybody. I did it better than anybody. I did decodes. I did 
you know, you know, when I expose people, you've seen like my DeSantis thread, right? Like I go into these people and I, I murder everything about them, esoterically speaking, exoteric, symbolism, politically, socially, whatever. I'm up the floor with these people. I should not have fell. I should not have been subdued by Q. It happens. This is why I'm so against it today is because I did so much to propagate the lie that I kind of feel that the burden to, um, you know, at least reverse some of the damage that I've caused because people are literally being deceived into endorsing and ushering in the very evil they think they're fighting. So it's, it's, it's a big deception going on. You know, it's wild. Uh, wild. Hear you say that because I I feel the same way. So I'm only 33, but I've been awake, as you said, since about 16, 17 years old. So that's 2006, 2007. And I never thought that I had it all figured out, but I certainly do feel bad for falling. And I I think it's like you expressed the whole opium aspect, right? We all know those of us in this community know that things are way worse than anybody can imagine and so when you said get this dangling carrot on a string that says don't worry um number one here's the body of information that you're concerned about so they show you like yeah all the things that you're worried about true they say but don't worry there's there's good guys behind the scenes and it is like this exhale of relief you know what i mean it's like finally the vindication of of this massive operation showing you everything you're afraid of is true all of these elites and this cabal and this child trafficking and all this shit it's all real and then to top it off they go and we're addressing and like yeah, man, that's hopium. That feels that, really good. And so I, I, I empathize so with those sentiments a lot. Like I, I also feel, feel sort of a fool for having fell for it. And now, and now, very much, uh, very much in alignment with what you're saying, what you're saying is trying to like slow the crowd like slow running towards the edge of the ship. Uh, but uh, it's, it's, it's an emotional one. People are, people are emotionally tied into this. Tied into this. And, their it's ego so is tied into it too. by now, too. Yeah, and as soon as you say anything negative about it, you're immediately seen as the enemy. Even though you're trying to tell people, like, hey, stop, think, use critical thinking, look at this information, it's like you're immediately like, what do you, you don't care about kids? You know, like, or or, or you're a leftist exactly. or something like it's, it's that. It's the and perfect it's, shield. Just like anti-Semitism yeah. with uh, the Jays. It's the perfect shield. Yeah. yeah, I agree. It's like if you should... Uh, stand against this, you're standing against, standing against the saving of children. And damn, dude, that's a hard thing to fight against. I know. And like, how do you respond to that? You know, and like, what am I supposed to say <clears throat> other than, you know, like, look, we don't have to go too far. Like, already with what you said, there's many things I could say. For example, you know, okay, so they're exposing all these things. Why are they doing that? There's a very good reason to that because if somebody wants to guide you another direction, they must first shed light on what you're standing on now for you to want to move from where you are. So it's a necessary part of the process. You must first expose. What does light do? It shines light on darkness. So then you know you're standing on a big pile of shit and you want to get off it. You have to know you're on shit before you get off it, right? That's part of the deception. 
And then second, they're going to, you know, with what you said, um, so they're exposing all this. What for? And okay, so we're going in a very evil, dystopian direction. But don't worry, just hold tight, trust the plan, and everything will be okay. We're going to save you from that. Let me ask you a question. You know, and I'll talk biblically because that's what I know more, I'll say. Tribulation is coming. Hell is a coming. Okay, that's part of God's plan. Anything that promises you to save you from the wrath that is coming is not in accordance with God's plan and is therefore satanic by nature. Even though it sounds good, it's a good thing. It sounds beautiful, but does not mean that it's good. Lucifer deceives with love and light. People must always remember that. Yeah, even the expression, uh, the path to hell is paved with good intentions. You know, what you're speaking to is very much uh, what I started to understand I was looking at, which is the left-hand path and the right-hand path. Looking at, you know, the black hats and the white hats. The, uh, They're all black, part of the hat club. What's that? I said they're all part of the hat club. Yeah, and it's 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 dark magic versus white magic in a sense, and people aren't realizing that these are just two hands of the same entity. These are two hands of the same spirit, in other words, you know. And I I was doing an episode um, with a guy the other day, John from Unbridled Minds, and I said that um, it, the way people should look at this is just like you said. Part of God's plan is this revelations, this end times apocalypse, right? And during the revelation, the curtain gets pulled back. So you can see all of the terrible things that have been going on, right? Yeah. At least that's the way I picture it, because revelations means the reveal. And so if you know the curtain is going to get pulled back, pulled back on you soon to expose all the terrible, wicked shit that you've been doing, if you can put your hand on that curtain as it begins to open, you can convince some people that you're the one that opened the curtain. You're the one that exposed the darkness. But in reality, the dark, the curtain was opening either way. You know, if I could say something very... Uh, look, uh, man, I don't know what direction to go. Like, look, let, let me ask you a couple questions. Let me ask you some questions. How about that? <laughs> Who are we talking to now? Like, who am I speaking to? What kind of an audience? Am I talking to um, Anons? Am I talking to just Trumpers, Trump fans? Am I talking to liberals who took an injection for a donut? Like, who am I speaking to so I could know how to formulate, you know, my phrases and my comments and my questions? Like, who am I catering to? Because I am very confident that I can speak to any any audience of people I could talk about Q politically, I could talk about it esoterically, I could talk about it exoterically, I could talk about it literally, what it literally writes, I could talk about decode, I could talk about it in any which way and prove that it's a big pile of steaming bullshit. And let me clarify, when I mean big pile of steaming bullshit, I do not mean that it's fake. I'm saying that it's evil. I want to be very specific with that. It's not the same. So who am I, who am I talking to? I would say that my audience is uh, not strictly initiated, but suspicious, right? So you're dealing with people that um, maybe newer to the details of 
occult and the esoteric and uh, conspiratorial, but are aware enough that they're drawn to this material. So I prefaced the show when I first started it by saying, I am going on this journey as well to learn all these occult, esoteric, conspiratorial, paranormal things. Um, I already have my foot in the pool, and I have a, a decent body of knowledge, not one that's well read enough. And so as I learn, so does the audience. So I would say that you can, it's right in the middle of uninitiated and people who are in the know, people are aware that something is going on and who have their suspicions are coming to hear interesting stories uh, or information from people such as yourself. <clears throat> okay, well, look, I'll start off by saying something. And by the way, I just want everybody to know that I'm completely winging everything I'm saying. I didn't bring notes or anything like that. I'm just, this is all off the, off the top of my head. I, I won't necessarily remember uh, uh, times, dates of things I say, but if you give me time, I could always verify what I say. I have a, my memory works in a certain way that, you know, I, I, only, I have a very limited memory. So I remember what I need to know and I build my, the foundation of how my worldview works based on that. And I could explain that very properly. If you need me to go into details of how I figured that out, you just you might just need to give me a little bit of time, but I can always do that. Now, I'll go into one, one facet of this. You know, like people, that's what I was saying, that people don't know what they're talking about. That's, you know, the main problem. Like people will talk about, you know, Trump does symbolism with his hands. He does these, you know, the, the tip of the spear. He's mocking them. You know, like these, these things that people are saying are so ludicrous. It's, it's beyond me how you believe that. And the reason why you believe that is because you yourself, I'm not talking about you, Raven, but I'm saying they themselves have not ever researched these gestures, where they come from, what's the meaning behind them, how the meaning has changed over time, if it has. They have no clue. They just see some big account that is likely a CIA shill saying this. It got 5,000 retweets. So that must be reality, right? Oh, Trump does the hand signal tip of the spear. It's not tip of the spear, man. I'll explain to you what that is. That's the divine feminine. If you look on Trump Tower, for example, on the outside, and many people know what I'm about to say, but I'll, you know, I'll regurgitate it nonetheless. There's an inverted triangle with uh, six trees on each on each side, which is 666. But whatever, let's just let's just say it wasn't 666 because people are going to be like, oh, that's just a coincidence. Okay, fine. There's six bushes around the triangle. What does that mean? Well, think of it this way. I said it's a divine feminine. Women have bushes. A tree is a bush. This goes back to the, maybe the first cult that ever existed, which was also the most uh, prevalent in ancient Babylon, called the Nana Ishtar cult. These uh, members of this cult, it was not only the biggest cult of the time, but they were in theater, in prostitution, and in entertainment. Why is this important? Well, we could fast forward to today, but I'll do that later. Why is this important? They are on the stage as actors captivating you and getting your applause. And on the other side, when you need to get laid, you're going there and you're banging likely a transgender freak. And that could be used for blackmail, wouldn't you say? So you have blackmail 
and you're captivating an audience. Do you know what kind of power that gives you? So about Inanna Ishtar cults, um, the, um, I believe, Akkadian or Arcadian, I'm not sure because I'm Greek, so we say Arcadia, but in English it would be the Akkadian version, would be um, Addis. It's all the same, look, it's all the same deities under different names in different parts of the world. So it doesn't really matter what name I pick, but Addis, um, for example, uh, when this thing, I'll say thing because it's exogenous, um, when this thing uh, reached apotheosis, it did so by castrating itself and placing its balls on a pine tree. Now, the blood would, you know, leak down from the pine tree and fertilize the ground. And this goes into the fertility cult aspect of all this. This is also why we hang red ornaments on Christmas trees. <laughs> I've been hanging balls on my some, somebody's balls You've been on my hanging Christmas castrated tree. balls on Christmas trees your entire life. How crazy is that? The, if it wasn't for the implications, so, I would be like, that's fucking, that's, that's better. I know. And when you see um, sculptures or paintings or whatever of Inanna, Ishtar, or Addis, uh, their privates are usually an inverted triangle with bushes around. And that's on Trump Tower. So it's not tip of the spear, let me tell you that. It's, it's uh, worship of androgynous satanic deities. That's what it is, man. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to break that down, but, you know, there's bushes, there's an inverted triangle. If you want to argue that it's tip of the spear, give me an argument that it's tip of the spear other than it sounds better to me. You know, um, I think um, for the audience's sake, audience, we should explain a little bit about, a little bit about what, what? What's the point of Q? You, you know what I mean? What, what's the function? So from, from where I sit, uh, it was basically somebody who was alleging to be a high-ranking military intelligence official who was disseminating information to the public via 4chan and um, 8kun. 8kun, yeah. By the way, just look at the logos of uh, 4chan and 8chan. Just, just look at the logos and then yeah. talk to me before we trust all this bullshit. But sure, what's your question? So the nature of the information that, that Q is disseminating, and Q being, uh, for those listening, an anonymous character, right? Some anonymous actor who is re releasing compelling information to the public via these, these messaging boards. And could you tell the audience... Um, the nature of the information that Q was disseminating and what supposedly the point was or is because it's okay. still functioning. Correct. Um, it's a multifaceted answer and it might not be too direct, but this is what it is, right? So like, as I said, um, man, there's a lot of background knowledge that needs to go into answers. That's the problem, right? Um, okay. So, okay. Um, Q is basically, okay, I'll, I'll equate it. I'll talk about Zeitgeist for a second and we'll make the parallel. Okay, how about that? Yeah. Um, what did Zeitgeist do? Because Zeitgeist was a, was a catalyst, man. You know, like that, <clears throat> it changed things for a lot of people, man. Like for a lot of people, like from normies 
to occultists, to anons. People watch that and it like fired neurons in your mind and all of a sudden you're awakened to all this information and God knows where your mind's going, right? So it was a, it was a huge revelation, you know, for, for lack of better terms. But what did, what did these guys do specifically? I'll tell you what it did. I'll skip the first part because I'll talk about it last. The first part, it talks about, yeah, I say I'll skip it and I go on and say it. Sorry, I'll skip the first part. Secondly, it goes into exposing all the terror, all the satanic shit that's going on, you know, all the horrible things and the reasons why things are the way they are. It starts exposing, shedding light on that. Talks about 9-11, talks about all these things to, to captivate, to, to gain your trust, right? And I'll put in a little side story, but the, the, the guy that created Zeitgeist, I forgot his name, but he actually retracted all his statements about 9-11 afterwards. And this is a verifiable fact. So if he's a piece of shit that only used 9-11 as a way to, you know, like, look, I believe 9-11 was bullshit too. Oh, okay, I could trust this guy. So he tells you, he spills all this shit to you, and then later he retracts that. What did he just do? He baited and switched you. He fucking nailed you. That's what it is, right? So, <laughs> so they tell you all this esoteric knowledge. And, you know, mystery schools, Zikais, QAnon, they all work with a similar... Um, the carrot they wave in front of you is very, is very similar. Meaning, you know, this esoteric knowledge, man, it's cool. You know, it's cool and it relates to history and it explains away all kinds of things that happen that you couldn't understand and it links them together and you feel like inside you when you hear it you feel like you know like i learned something man like like it actually you know like you feel special right that's what they use as the carrot to keep waving you forward what they're really doing is they're initiating you into the mystery schools they're making you initiate yourself into the occult, into Luciferianism, into Satanism. You're doing this by your free will, I might add, quote unquote. That's really interesting because I just heard, heard, might have been yesterday, somebody, uh, I I think I was listening to a podcast and somebody said that we are all essentially initiated Mason, but none of us are aware because of the dump of esoteric information that we've received and also the rituals that we've been exposed to on television exactly and look let me backtrack to the first part that i skipped because the first part of zeitgeist and look and i'll make the parallel with QAnon afterwards because i know that's the subject matter for today right but so zeitgeist starts the first part by basically in layman's terms to take a dump on jesus that's what they're doing you know, they're, they're associating it, associating Jesus to sun worship, to Horus, uh, to Buddha, to ascended masters, to uh, Hermes Trismegistus. You know, they're trying to make all these associations to Jesus that he's not unique, that he's just one of many. Uh, they were talking about, you know, uh, the birth, the resurrection and all of they, you know, they try to make all these associations that are false, might, I might add. These are all false associations to Jesus. I can disprove yep. all of them. Asking, given I, the actually right time. I actually remember what they said. It was like, it was basically, like, um, the, uh, sun, the sun, it sun, sets, it 
in a, in a lower and lower point in the sky until the winter solstice where the sun will actually set over the uh, constellation called the celestial crux, right? So it's the sun over the crux and that uh, it remains in that spot for three days. And then on the third day, it begins to rise. And then that's during Christmas. Its position in the sky was higher. I forget to mention that Jesus was not born. Actually, an allegory of stars. Yeah, so look, so what what they do is they try to make the association that um, the sun sleeps for three days during the time that Jesus was supposedly dead, then got resurrected, but the timelines don't coincide. That's the truth. Then they try to say things like, uh, okay, look, I'll tell you something interesting, and this will kind of put us into the Q thing. Okay, cool. I just got a, I just got a flash. <laughs> so the, okay, so all mystery schools, um, let me, let me see how I'm going to word this. Uh, give me a second, because it's a little bit complicated. Okay. Um, secret societies, they're not unified on the surface by the information they retain or transmit within one another. That's not how they're unified. They're actually sometimes in conflict with one another, but it's a bullshit conflict. We'll get into that maybe later another time. They're unified by the way they revere and praise the entity that gave them the knowledge to take them out of the darkness, which is Lucifer. That's what ties them together. Nothing else. Everything else is bullshit. So, okay. So secret societies, just like we have many denominations of Christianity, I think there's over 28,000 of them. There's different denominations of uh, secret societies. <clears throat> their, um, their, um, let's say birth, death, resurrection story, which is the foundation of all of their esoteric knowledge and beliefs, is the Osirian saga, which is um, Osiris, Iris, and Horus, right? Now, and they try to make this um, parallel that uh, he died and got resurrected and that they associate that to Jesus, but there's some things that must be said about that. One of them is it, one of them is is that okay? So he died, got ripped up into fourteen pieces, got tossed across the globe. The fourteen pieces were uh, put back together, except for his dick. So his mom decided to create a golden phallus, pull him back together, bang him with his golden dick and give birth to his resurrection. So, okay, we could already tell that this has nothing the fuck to do with Jesus, right? Like, come on, bro, you're normal. That has nothing to do with Jesus. But I'll tell you something very interesting that most people don't know. When did the whole Assyrian saga happen? When did the birth, death, banging, mutilation, put back together, banged again, resurrection, when did that happen? It happened on the 17th day of the year. No shit. No shit, right? No shit. It happened on the 17th day of the year. So you could already see the occult connections 
to Q and we haven't even said a word about Q yet. Right. I haven't said a damn word about Q, but the whole vibe reeks of mystery school. And you cannot deny this. You have, people need to understand one thing about Luciferianism or Satanism. Or Look, first of all, people need to learn the satanic laws. If you want to know what the hell's going on and why the hell's going on, you, it, you better know what laws govern these sick people. Because then you know how they think and how they want to think reverse and why they think reverse and all of that. But what I wanted to say is that Luciferianism is the quote-unquote art of concealing darkness within light, of concealing evil within good, of concealing, um, of concealing bondage and slavery within freedom and liberation. And once you start understanding that, and you start seeing all the nice things they're saying and all the great awakening and all this fucking bullshit, when you start understanding what they're really telling you or really trying to propagate, you're like, wow, there's some sick, twisted shit going on here. So, yeah, there's definitely that to consider. And, okay, I'll, I'll push it a little further. Fuck it. <laughs> so, you know, the great awakening, follow the white rabbit, uh, dark to light. These are all Freemasonic mystery terms. These are not... CIA or a military, you know, white hat, none of that shit. It's, it's, it's straight Luciferian terms. Uh, a Freemason, the first thing they do when they're initiated, they're blindfolded in a dark ass room and they're asked to follow and find the light. You know, like, <clears throat> what more do I need to say to make the connection between mystery schools, Q, Luciferianism? It's all there right in front of you. People, people get really upset, especially people that are low-level Freemasons, and, and they say things like, "Oh, that you know, that's not what it's about at the top or anything like that." And it's what people need to understand is it's compartmentalized. They're not going to let you know your average Joe know that at the top uh, they revere Lucifer, the Light Bringer, the Morning Star, you know, Venus. Can I stop you right there one second? Sure. I'll tell you this because you know me, man. I, I, I don't. I think you know me anyway. I don't do bullshit, bro. And, and I try to figure out what I'm talking about. I've, when I was back in, uh, in Montreal, Canada, I went to a Freemasonic, uh, whatever the fuck bullshit you want to call it. I went there with the intention to ask certain questions. You know, like I went there with intentions. I didn't go there to, to be enlightened by these assholes, right? So, so I went there and I'm like, I'm like, okay, what's the first steps? They're like, um, they mentioned a couple of things and they're like, yes, and you must agree that there is a greater power out there. That's what I was waiting for when I was there. I'll, that's the question I was waiting for. It took fucking three hours. I went there for three hours waiting like an asshole to hear that question, right? <laughs> and I was in a room full of people and obviously I got hated on as I usually do, right? And I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay, so there's a higher power. Oh, so, so there's, there's our creator, God, there's Yahweh, there's Jesus that we have to... Um, accept right and they're like no 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 that's not what we said you just have to accept that there's a higher power than you and that kind of concealed in my mind that they're using everything good and godly and christian to fuck you and when you ask the right questions they're at a standstill man because in reality the person i was asking 
was a 30 degree Mason. I know, I knew at the time that he knows, he knows, bro. There's no way this guy doesn't know. So I made it specific to add Jesus and Yahweh and the creator into my question to see how he responds to me. And he responded like, no, no, that's not what we mean. Like they brush it off like, no, you just, no, you're, 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 you're going too far. You just need to admit that there's something a little bit higher than you. That's how they conceal the Luciferian worship within the school, right? So, yeah, that was, that was interesting. Because they don't want you to go too high. Just just something that's above you, but not all the way at the top. Exactly. It's always the case. And, like, man, I, I don't know where to start with you. Like, like I said, that's why I asked who's my audience. Like, I could take it on so many levels. Like, okay, if... Look, man, if you are anti-jab, you should have nothing to do with Trump or Q. If you are a flat earther, you should have nothing to do with Trump or Q. Why do I say that? Space farce. That's the biggest bullshit I've ever heard in my life. And number two, I don't remember what Q dropped. It might be 916 off the top of my head. But Q confirmed that the moon landing was real. And that's in the Q drop. So you can't on one hand... Tell me, oh, space is fake and the moon is bullshit. But on the other hand, tell me, hey, trust the plan, bro. No, bro, like you're crazy. You like, you know, your your thoughts are mixed up, not mine. You gotta get your shit together. What do you make of they yeah. they're hanging on this idea that, that JFK Jr. was going to return <laughs> from the dead? He oh, faked his man. dead. What, what, where is that? What the hell's going on with that? Look. Oh, man. Look, you know what? I love that question. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay. I could answer it in many ways. That's the thing, you, know, you know what the thing is with QAnon and myself, I guess, because I can only speak for myself, obviously, but I could take it apart, dude, using their own words, using the symbolism. I, I could take it apart from any any direction. And about the JFK thing, look, they're, they're, you know, the, the community is split, right? Like half of them will tell you, oh, Q never said that shit. And the other half will bet their balls that you said that. So, you know, there's already a divide within the faction, right? But I'll tell you this. Man, where to start? The Kennedy bloodline is a cesspool. They are literally the bloodline of Cain. 100% evil. So, I'll toss the whole bloodline in the garbage. Not in the recycling, in the fucking garbage. They're all garbage. And I could take them apart from an esoteric version. I could take it apart from a more political version, which I'll do right now real quickly. In Massachusetts, for JFK to win the presidency, he made a deal with the mafia because they controlled the, um, the Teamsters. And they told them that if you give us the vote, and this is all documented, I'm not talking out of my ass. If you give us the vote, um, so, so JFK said, we'll give you the vote and we'll get the police or the, the feds off your back for all the other stuff you're doing, especially during those days. So the mob agreed. And then what did JFK do? He won the presidency. And the first thing he did is he sent his asshole brother specifically to attack the mobs. So not only are they bloodline of Cain Luciferians, their word is worth nothing. They're garbage. Now, Let's just say that JFK Jr. does come back. Let's destroy it from that perspective. Okay? This asshole does come back. And I won't get into the gender inversion part of all this because 
it's usually a tough nut for people to crack or comprehend. So I'll keep it as layman as Eskinor can, right? So JFK Jr. does come back. Then, okay, he comes back after a mortal wound. Does that sound anti-Christ much to fucking you? Or is it just me that thinks that's evil incarnate? So yeah, which way do you want me to destroy this family from? Play. Right. It's all bad, bro. It's all bad. It's politically bad. It's socially bad. It's esoterically bad. It's exoterically bad. And it's logically bad. It's 100% garbage through and through. What do you, do you suspect that? Because I think you and I are on a very similar page where it's like, you even said it at the beginning of the show. You don't think that Q is bullshit in the sense of it's not true, but it's bullshit in the sense of it's a deception. And even if the things that they are saying will come to pass, even if they do come to pass, that still does not make it a good thing. And so where do you fall on this likelihood of... Because I've seen a lot of evidence for the things that the Anons believe and that Q was disseminating. I don't see any evidence for that one, really. I mean, I see something compelling in the sense of uh, Hillary Clinton, Clinton having a vested interest in killing him and, and making his plane crash, but I don't see anything beyond that. I have many answers to all of that. Um, I'll, try, I'll just speak and hopefully it answers some of those questions. Um, look, man. Um, yeah, you know, like people are, you know, you could, people are also crazy and believe anything, especially if it comes from a big account. And the reason why I'm saying that is because, you know, Q made all kinds of predictions. Hillary Clinton will be arrested on whatever the fuck day. And then they rush, and then something else happens on another day, and they're like, oh, two years plus minus 16 hours, 15 second delta. And they make associations to fucking anything. So, like, you know, and, and to, to another extent, there's 5,000 drops with all kinds of words in them. You could make all kinds of associations to all kinds of things. And that's just a, like, that's just logic and randomness at work, right? So there's this factor. On the other hand, where the fuck in any ancient manuscript, Bible, whatever, do you hear anything about a great awakening? Where the fuck do you hear that? All you hear is great deception. That's something to consider. You never hear Great Awakening nowhere. And then they make all these associations to, you know, being, you know, like to a layman, Q is like the, the best Christian there could ever be, right? Like he's doing all this to help everybody out of the kindness of his heart. He's putting aside his Q level uh, security clearance and he's putting his life and family at risk to give us all this info, you know, like, you know, you know, come on, man. Like this is what this is. This is where we're going, man. So there's Hillary Clinton. I fully, exp having said everything I said, that all the dates are bullshit and they can be coagulated together because there's just so many dates and fucking names and places and drops. So like you should be able, like people make decodes and they're like, oh, there was the word fire in the in the Q drop, so they associated to Maui fires. Like, bro, come on, bro. Like. You, you know, we're talking, but I, when I talk, I need the premise that we all have a brain. Because if I can't use that premise, you know, then I can't help you, bro. Like, uh, you know, you're beyond help at that point. 
And then people are like, oh, they're already dead, they're executed and all this. Dude, okay, okay, fine, fine. They're all dead and they're executed. No problem, I agree. Why are the doubles bigger assholes than the originals? Why? How does that make sense in your mind, dude? Look, smoke, yeah. mirrors, clones, soulless clones, you know, these are the devil's tools. It's not God's tools, bro. Don't try to tell me this is God-given information and they're using deception, smoke mirrors, and clones to fool everybody. That's not how God works, dude. And if you have a brain, you can understand that. Now, I having said everything I just said, I'll go on the other side and I'll say, I fully expect some major, major things to happen. You know, okay, I explain it. Uh, how am I going to, I try to explain it, you know, I try to make it as simple as possible for people to understand, right? But it's one evil split in two fighting itself. There's the dark cabal satanic side. And there's the light, loving, awakening, Luciferian side. They are both two sides of the same coin. They're at a pseudo war with each other, fighting each other. So the devil is fighting his beautiful, slide-tongued brother, while his slide-tongued, beautiful brother is exposing the devil. And this is done in an effort to make Lucifer look like the good guy. That is what's going on. So people say, how do you figure that? You know, and then they talk about duality. And I can talk about all these things. And I, and I can explain to you how I don't believe in duality. I think it's a big sham. And the reason why I believe that is because they'll say like, and then we could go into the new age because this kind of pushes us into the new age uh, doctrine as well, which is very Q and all that shit alike, right? But so they'll be like, Dark is the opposite of light, good is the opposite of bad, blah, blah, blah. I disagree. I see that evil is the absence of good, and darkness is the absence of light. And if you read any scripture, you will see that God is the true light, and there is no darkness in him. So we are not talking about the same light here. That's what people need to understand. Light can be, you know, light can expose Light can be illuminating, illuminating, sorry, but it can also be blinding. What is the model of all these secret societies? Fiat lux, let there be light. Light was created by God. You are fooled into worshiping the creation over the creator. These are all things to consider when you're reading all of this fucking Q bullshit. And that's the thing, it's a lot of information, and, and, and I don't want to be a dick about it, but I just think it's above most people's pay grade. And they just want, and then the hopium is, is pulling you towards the other side, so you're kind of, you know, you're kind of shackled here, right? You know, it's funny, uh, the other uh, day, my yeah, son was watching something on YouTube, uh, it was like an animal like sort of, animal oh no, it was Netflix, it was an animal documentary animal. series. And there's a narrative voice. And as my kid's watching this, um, it's a female voice. And she's going, isn't it wonderful what I've created? The diversity of species and the 
you know, funky animals that exist in the jungles. And I realized that the voice was uh, supposed to represent Mother Earth. And so, you know, it's this, I, I see it everywhere, right? This like worshiping the creation, not the creator. And so I slipped one of my percent. And I was like, no, dude, God made this shit, not Mother Earth. Yeah, so, oh, that, you know, look, okay. So let's talk about another, um, <coughs> okay. So look, about Q, yeah, and we could, like I said, we could go as deep or not, or esoteric or literal as you want, man. You could ask me whatever questions off the top of your head and I'll answer it as best I can. But I'll, I'll say this, <clears throat> how come everybody involved is an asshole? Why is Pompeo an asshole? Trust Kansas, dude. He's a Pilgrim Society Bilderberg hack. Are you guys crazy, bro? This is who you're trusting. Flynn, that's fucking reciting Elizabeth Clare Prophet Luciferian uh, prayers about the seven rays that, that represent the seven sins. This is who you're believing. Or that he calls for a one world religion under God. God or Gad, Gadriel. Like, people need to think about the fuck they're talking about because it's not what you think, man. And then... You know, we talk about the Great Awakening and all this crap. Like, okay, man, Nasara was signed in by Bill Clinton in 1996. That doesn't sound kosher to me, man. You know, like, you know, what do you want me to tell you? And it was supposed to be um, on, it was supposed to be like the next phase. It was signed in 1996. The next phase of that was supposed to start on what day? Tell me. I don't know. September 11th. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, you can't make this shit up. So one side of the Q community will say, like, yeah, they did 9-11 to kind of halt uh, Nasara from coming into fruition. That's the Q response, right? And I'll be like, okay. Okay, no problem. So they basically... So Q just very... All the, the Q community... By telling me that 9-11 happened to halt Nisara obviously means by logical redaction <laughs> that Nisara is a good thing. That's what you're telling me, right? I'm not crazy for coming to that conclusion, correct? So for the audience's sake, Nisara, you're talking about going back to the gold standard? Standard. You know, whatever version they want to do to bring down the current system. But yeah, the gold standard seems to be uh, the easiest path. But what path will be taken, I cannot say. So they want to take down the system. So there's Nisara. That's very interesting. When was... Okay. How was Nisara... How did Nisara become a thing? Let's talk about that. Because that will like... It's a mindfuck in of itself. So... How, how Nasara became a thing is because um, prominent theosophists like um, Elizabeth Clare Prophet, Madame Blavatsky, uh, Alice Bailey, and that other asshole, I can't remember the name right now, but anyways. <laughs> so these people, which is the, you know, the, okay, I'll backtrack a little bit, then I'll continue forward. So these people, are openly Luciferian, hate Jesus. I just need to point that out. <clears throat> and they have been, they are the ones that were tasked with 
pushing the New Age agenda. Everything New Age today comes from theosophy. It doesn't come from Hinduism, and even from Hinduism, it's been altered by theosophy. And I could take a dump on Hinduism in of itself as well. So let's just, <laughs> okay. So these people are, okay, theosophists hate Jesus. Uh, they believe um, Lucifer kind of helped us get out of the darkness. You know, he gave us our minds, I guess, is how they look at it, right? And they pervert, like, people like Jordan Maxwell, when he talks ill about Jesus, all he does is quote Madame Blavatsky. But Madame Blavatsky, when she quotes, has no source or reference for anything she says. So it's already a deception in the making, right? So Michael Flynn is reciting and talking about Great Awakening and reciting a prayer made by these Luciferians straight up. Michael Flynn is center to Q. How is, a how is a Luciferian prayer, you know, like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, I don't know how much deeper I need to get for you to understand that this shit, this, this is not normal. And this is not good in any way. So these people, okay, so, sorry, let me just, let me just say one thing real quick. So Nisara, the idea of Nisara and the... Um, the, uh, I guess, the debt abolishment, I guess you want to call it that, comes from, <laughs> and this is not my words, these are their words. And even there's people in the UN that are responsible for many of these policies that if you read their autobiographies will, will explain to you what I'm about to explain to you. There is a central figure to mystery schools, whether it's Freemasons, uh, Rosicrucians, or whatever the fuck, bullshit called Hermes Trismegistus. And this goes back to the whole Assyrian saga, right? Where uh, Hermes is an ascended master that is the offspring or embodiment, depending on which version you read, of both Thoth of Egypt and Hermes of uh, ancient Greece. So he's like the light bringer to some degree. Like he's here to bring us knowledge, right? And this guy supposedly reincarnates or shows up, whatever version of that you want to believe, every, you know, whenever there's a, a pinnacle point in human society, he'll come in and influence the decision makers to, to decide certain things. Now, okay, so there's, this is the conversation we're having now. Now, theosophists, as well as Luciferians, are all guided by what they call the Great White Brotherhood. And I'm sorry that I keep sidetracking because there's a lot of stuff to understand right but so there's the great white brotherhood why is this important this is the brotherhood of supposed ascended masters that um incarnate into our world periodically and guide uh, humanity towards the coming new age uh the new aquarian the aquarian new age so these which i say are demonic entities or possessed people are being incarnated over time with the sole intent to direct our cultural vector. That's what they're doing. So why is this relevant to all of that? Well, many of the policies that were the forerunners to Nasara, and maybe even Nasara itself, I'll have to confirm that, were spoken to, were spoken at the UN, for example, or you know, whatever whatever committee they had then, by people that got that information from members of the Great White Brotherhood 
in particular, uh, the, um, how can I say this, the, the leader of the Great White Brotherhood, which is called Maitreya. Now, if you listen to Blavatsky, Alice Bailey, all these people, Lord Maitreya, and if you see pictures of him, it's very Jesus-like. He is associated to the Messiah that the Jews are waiting for. He's associated to the uh, Imam Mahdi that the Islamics are awaiting. What? What? Maitreya, M-A-R-T-R-E-Y-A. Just look at that picture. It's straight up Jesus fucking false Messiah bullshit. You straight Maitreya, you'll find it. Oh, yeah. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I've seen this image used before. I've seen this image used in the context of the Galactic Federation of Light. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Very cool that you bring that up. I would, if you could remind me later to bring that up, bring up the Galactic Bullshit Federation. <laughs> Just yeah. say that and I'll remember where I'm going with that. Okay. <laughs> so um, there's Lord Maitreya. Which he supposedly gave because look, you have to understand that Hermes Trismegistus apparently keeps incarnating as Maitreya in pinnacle points in society and guides us politically, uh, socially into the right direction, whatever the right direction fucking means, right? So the idea of um, you know going uh, the idea of debt forgiveness, giving back to people, this whole idea of Nisara was instructed by Maitreya. And all these people that introduced these policies say so themselves in their own autobiographies. So the whole so, Great Awakening, the Sarah, the whole fucking thing is based on Luciferian entities. Look at it this way. These assholes have spent millennia raping, pillaging, you know, Dumbing us down, hiding information, keeping shit secret. What are they doing now? They're, rever they're, they're reversing that. They're giving us back some of the lies that they fucking, you know, they're giving us information that they already stole in a hope to gain our trust. They already stole all of our fucking belongings. We own nothing. We're a bunch of losers. We have nothing. We're all in debt. They, are, they created that debt. So Nasara is giving us back what's duly ours. And we're here like assholes. Hey, say, hey, thank you very much. What do you want in return? Like, you understand the fuck that's going on here. And if you want to take it another step further about Lord Maitreya, which is very interesting, this is another interesting aspect. The only person Lord Maitreya answers to, according to New Age theosophists, um, Hinduism, all that shit, he answers to Sunat Kamara, which Sunat is a a mix-up of the word Satan, which is a beautiful being that lives up supposedly in the Himalayas. And look, so there's the devil giving orders to a false Jesus that is giving orders to ascended masters that these people are giving knowledge and information to secret societies that is then propagating into what we know as the real world. These ideas come from Satan, straight up. And people will say, oh, that's bullshit and this and that. No problem. I'll agree that this sounds fucking nuts. I'll be the first one to agree with that. But let me explain to you this. Okay. The people are like, oh, the devil doesn't exist. Or Sunat Kamara, whatever the fuck his name is, doesn't exist. No problem. 
However, if enough assholes on the planet believe, worship the devil and do actions in his name, it's as good as he exists. It makes no difference whether the fucking devil exists if enough assholes are, uh, you know, basically pushing famine, disease, fucking all kinds of horrible shit onto us in his name. It's irrelevant if the devil exists because people, enough people that are in positions of power believe he exists and they're pushing along his message. So his existence is irrelevant for reality. Right. That's like, um, if, if Moloch's not real, that doesn't matter in the slightest to the kid that's being sacrificed. It makes no fucking difference. No difference whatsoever. And, you know, I don't know, you know, let's talk about another, like, okay, let's talk about something else here. So, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I could go back until, you know, ancient Egypt and Babylon and all that crap, but I'll just take it from like Aleister Crowley and his great work. Um, what is the great work? People don't know what that is. Um, the Lucifer, look, obviously Lucifer doesn't like God, right? Like that doesn't take a genius to figure that out. So the creator of this world, according to Luciferians, is evil. Obviously, because Jesus, because sorry, Jesus, because Lucifer saved us. He gave us knowledge. He brought us out of the darkness. He's our Promethean uh, light bearer, I guess, is the way to, is the perfect fucking terms for that, right? So these people start with the assumption that the creator is evil and they want, which they call the demiurge or the greater, you know, the, the, there's all these names and let's not get too crazy with the names because it's, we're all talking about the same thing here, right? So all these people, Luciferians, believe that the creator is evil. Now, I'll say this. There's, they created, so there's one creator and they created a false paradigm of dual, duality which I explained before, you know, light is not the opposite of dark. Dark is just the absence of light. But these people will tell you it's the opposite. They created a duality out of the, uh, like they created plural, plurality out of a single entity. And this created a false light, which we, many of us venerate as the true light, and they created a darkness. And this apparently gives us balance somehow. That's how their thoughts work. Now, what they want to do, they believe that because all this construct is bullshit, the way to escape it is to return to singularity by merging polar opposites together. Now, how is this represented symbolically? Um, Freemasons, for example, um, you know, like you always see two pillars, right? Like they have two pillars everywhere, right? Okay. The pillars are Boaz and I can't remember the other fucking name. Okay. So there's Boaz and the other. They represent polar opposites. And what happens when you merge all polar opposites together? Uh, it creates the arch, which opens up the door, which is the portal to Godhood again. This is what they believe. It doesn't matter what you believe or what, if you think this is crazy. It's what the people that govern your everyday life believe. So you better take it seriously. So they're trying to merge all these polar opposites together in an effort to destroy this construct, this prison that we're all in. 
They think they're doing this for the right reasons for themselves. They want to become God by shattering the paradigm created by the creator and taking his place. You know, Babel, I guess, is, is another way to say all this. Now, okay, the devil does not create. He perverts what is good and of God. God created woman out of man. And this is why satanic inversion happens is because they are trying to pull man and woman back together in an effort to create that portal and this is why they want to mix up good and bad and dark and light they want everything to be androgynous everything because they think that's the master key to getting out of this hellhole that they fucking themselves created on top of it which i don't understand like what the hell is going on here bro <laughs> So like, you know, what a lot of the things, things I say may sound crazy, and they are. I'm not here arguing they're not. But the fact remains that all of these people making decisions over your life, believe them. And that includes the people behind Q, that includes Trump, that includes Flynn, that includes all of these assholes. They're all on that fucking same boat. And they're just, one guy is the white square of the Masons, the other team is the black square. And they're playing chess against each other. And you think, oh, you want the white pieces to win, but all they want to do is keep you focused on the game and distracted while they fuck the world. Eskador, do you remember, remember what it was like the, was the like first time you kind of stumbled upon them? Because if you've been, well, you said you've been awake for a long time. And I was just wondering if you could describe a little bit like what it was, what you remember from the first time you stumbled upon the Q and, and the Q drops and the community surrounded all the Anons. Um, because I think that it could be useful for people to hear how somebody like you could be in a position that they're in right now. And yet, now you're of a totally different mindset. I'll begin again by saying hopium is a hell of a drug, man. Because look, at the end of the day, dude, we're human. And I don't wish fucking, I don't wish shit on every, on the planet, dude. I don't wish shit on the planet. I want, you know, I want good for everybody. But the problem with that thought is that hell must come. That's God's plan. So me wanting good is satanic is it's a satanic thought even though it's good that's the thing that people have problems understanding it's like i want to save people i want to help people i want to i don't want people to be in debt i don't want kids to get fucking i don't even want to say like they, they don't who the hell wants like who in their right mind wants this shit to happen but you stopping it abruptly would stop the whole reason why this is happening, according to God. So ultimately, it's not a good thing, ultimately. Because you have to understand that, you know, there's, we need to free will ourselves into what's coming. And the only way that's going to happen is by giving us a decision. First, by exposing the 2030 Great Reset bullshit. Oh, fuck, I don't want to go there. What's the option? The Great Awakening. Oh, that sounds kumbaya and lovely and lovey-dovey. So, like, I'm going to free will and make the decision to go into the one world religion. 
the one love, the we're all part of the same fabric, you know, we're all hive mind. That doesn't, you know, but when you really step back and look at all that, you're like, wow, that actually sounds more dystopian than the fucking Great Reset. That's the thing that people don't understand. So it's all bullshit. That's basically what it comes down to. It's all a big bag of bullshit. All of it. The good, the bad, and the ugly is all bullshit. And the more you distract yourself with it, the more anxiety you're going to have in your life. And then, you're, they're, you know, then what's all this for, man? Like, what is all this for? If you're unhappy, if you're anxious, you don't get to enjoy life. Like, look, we're here for a reason. What that reason is, I do not know. But I can tell you this. If I spend my entire life trying to figure that out, all I'm going to be doing is being anxious every day. I'm never going to figure out the answer to that. And I'm going to die miserable and unhappy. I, I wonder if, from where I'm sitting right now, I can't imagine that there's any version of events where where Trump doesn't get back in office. Because no at, this yeah, point, sure. at this point, it's so intrinsically tied. Like the QAnon movement is so tied into Trump, and he's constantly sort of tipping his hat to the Vietnam. He's more and more Jesus like. Have you noticed that? Dude, yeah, I had. Donnie Dark and on, and it's like, you know, we talk about the potential for, for Trump being the Antichrist. And I don't know if I would go that far, but I would go as far as to say that he certainly is like mimicking the persecution of Jesus. He certainly is intrinsically tied into the Q movement. He's at, his family is named after Jesus's family. How crazy is that? That his his you mother you you name was you, Christ? Let me tell you. Sorry, sorry to cut you off there, but let me just say something interesting. So, okay. So there's all these, that's the thing why it's hard for me to explain to people what's going on because there's so many things to consider, right? But okay, so there, so we're talking about Trump and then we talked about Nasara and how it happened on 9-11 and all that, right? And then you're like, what does Trump have to do with any of this? And I'll explain to you what Trump has to do with a lot of this and how he's the focal point of the awakening. Abramovich said so herself. He's the grand magician that awakened everybody. She said so on two separate occasions that I know of. But anyways, so the first video, the first um, basically video of Trump ever is him flying on a helicopter with the Twin Towers behind him. There's 9-11 symbolism there. Okay, whatever. He has a Domino's commercial which by the way, eating pizza and I like it from the back first, you know, like maybe we should think about that for a second before we continue, right? <laughs> like when Trump eats pizza, he's talking about pizza. But when everybody else talks about pizza, they're talking about children, but not Trump, just everybody else, right? Anyways, <laughs> so there's, um, there's a Domino's commercial. He steps out of his limousine and there's two, um, there's two microphones from... Um, uh, news media that are, you know, asking him questions. And if you look at the two microphones, one of them is nine, one of them is 11. Yep, I've Trump that, was yeah. president 45. He will be 47. Four plus five equals nine. Four plus seven equals 11. Nine, 11. There's all fucking kinds of coincidences with awakening, with Trump, with 9-11, with Nasara. With Lucifer, it get, you know, you have to know all of this to make the mapping of how crazy all this sounds, but it's all fucking there, dude. Yeah, that's a uh, that reminds me yeah. of 
there's a scene in uh, Back to the Future where I think they show like the time that it takes or the time that he's going to do the experiment to run the DeLorean. It was like one sixteen in the morning or something like that, which is an inverted and mirrored nine eleven. And so one of our mutual buddies, Biff Don, he lays out immaculately. He's my buddy. I share my channel with him, by the way. Well, oh, really? we share a channel together. I'll say better. Sorry. Oh man, I I love that guy. I love his work. Uh, for those of you who don't know, if you find Biff Don on Twitter, he's done this immaculate job of laying out all these uh, similarities from uh, the movie Back to the Future, and also Donnie Darko. He he does quite a number on that one as well, and how it's like sort of this prophesizing of Trump and and who he is as a character on the world stage. Yeah. It's really interesting. I'm gonna blow your I went mind. Back in a second. To watch it recently, and I saw. You know, the, the 116 in the morning or whatever it was. And I was like, oh, there it is, dude. There's 9-11. There's always this 9-11 thing with Donald Trump. It is uncanny and bizarre. And it gets worse than that, dude. Like, look, there's there's a lot of there's a lot to go over. That's the problem. Right. And most people just hope, you know, hope is a lot a, a much simpler you know, direction, I guess, to say, and it sounds better, right? But you know, that's the thing I'll add to people. Like people call me a black pillar and an asshole all the fucking time. But I tell them this, I always focus on, look, man, this is all bullshit. And the more you focus on it, the shitter your life is going to be, the more anxious you're going to be. And you can't change, but the world does not want you to save it. The world will burn you for trying to save it. Do you understand that? Stop it, bro. Stop the whole bullshit. So look, in Donnie Darko, as you mentioned, the rabbit's name is Frank. He tells Donnie, uh, hold on, let me remember because it it's off the top of my head again. So this is going to be difficult. Um, Donnie, the, the rabbit tells Donnie the world will end in 28 days, 6 hours, 42 minutes, and 12 seconds. If you add all those number up, uh, numbers up, it gives 88. There's, you know, 88 keys, 88 miles an hour, and back, we're going to back to the future. Trump was rated on 8822. Trump and Gematria equals 88. MAGA equals 22. Text Trump at 88022. Like, this is not, you know, these, these are not coincidences, man. Like, this yeah. is written. Yeah. This is not by fucking chance. I am the chosen one. Never forget that shit. Yeah, he does a lot of, um, of self-aggrandizing, you know, kind of crap where he... Leans into the persecution aspect. He tells people things like, they don't want uh, me. I'm just standing in the way of you. You know what I mean? Or something like that. It's all yeah. this, like, I'm sacrificed. I'm laying down my life for the people, for you. And and that's one of the things I mean when I say he's he's definitely making a mockery of the persecution of Christ. And he's sort of overlaying that on his own experience. Yeah, well, look, even, look, there's there's Christ and there's John the Baptist, right? His, uh, Trump's brother John, brother John had an alcohol problem. Like, there's a lot of mockery going on. Let's just say that. And be, and and before I continue, I want to say this: people always fucking call me a liberal or a Trump. You're just a Trump hater and all this crap, man. Dude, that couldn't be. First of all, I ain't a fucking liberal. I'll, I'll say that straight out. Okay, that is not happening. Number two, I'll say this: I don't hate Trump. I actually, I love a lot of the things he says. He makes me laugh. 
you know, he says he 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 mocks them funny. I love all that shit. But the fact that I like him makes him doubly dangerous. The Antichrist is not there to deceive a Muslim or a Jew. He's there to fuck Christians. People need to remember that. The fact that you like him doesn't mean, like, you know, I don't hate him. I like him, and I actually resent myself for that. So, like, people need to understand. I want to make the distinction. I don't hate him. You know, like I said, he makes me laugh. You know, he, does, he says all the shit that I want to hear, but he does dick balls. That's the thing. Yeah, it's funny. You're the third person um, who has expressed that on this show. I, I, I'm one of them. Donnie was another one. It's like, I enjoy the dude. Uh, I enjoy his his remarks and his quips. I enjoy when he dunks on people. Uh, I, I even enjoy sort of the mannerisms, the way that he talks. You know, it's very For sure, man. For sure. And I, I also enjoy the uh, economic you know, policies that he had in place. I like the idea of bringing manufacturing back back to the United States. There was a lot of things that I enjoyed about him. But people have to pull their own heads out of their asses. And and just because you enjoy a person doesn't mean you can enjoy someone and not trust them. You know what I mean? These These two things aren't mutually exclusive. Just because you like a person doesn't mean that you have to sort of... Uh, throw your energy in with them in a way that's like, yeah, I, I trust this person. I'll follow this person. There's a lot of people that I enjoy and it doesn't mean that I have to follow them in, in, in more right. than a sense of just following on Twitter, you know? Yeah. And I'll go a step further and say, you know, I, I, I'm not, I haven't made a decision on how um, involved or how, I don't know if, I can't say for sure like, look, I do believe Trump is the Antichrist. That's one thing I'll say that straight out. S having said that, is he actively, like, does he know what's, what he's doing? Does he know that he's fulfilling prophecy? Is he doing it actively? Is he doing it, you know, like, these are questions that I'm not so sure of. Like, or is he being um, influenced by those around him, like uh, his, his Ivanka, because I don't know how manly Iv Ivanka is, but that's another topic we could have another day but like her husband jared is a fucking evil motherfucker and is he like guiding him like trump is a champion of the noahide laws like anybody who's a christian who reads the noahide laws will be like wow that shit's not gonna happen dude and like a couple maybe a month ago um israel the, you know the jews or the jays i'll say they crowned they crowned him with the, the 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 Torah crown, like they they crowned him as the coming Messiah. Like what more? Like what more do I need to tell you? And I listened to uh, two of your shows on the Ravens Watch. I listened to um, Bill and Ted and crew, which I really love. Those guys, by the way, I have to say that I like all of them. They're really cool. And I also listened to Donnie Darko. And how I differ from Donnie Darko. Um, towards the end of what we believe will happen. Like Donnie, if I remember, he believes something like um, space, for, space farce, I'll say, is there to uh, um, kind of like fight off um, the, the army of Jesus that's going to come in, right? But that's basically right. That's basically the gist of what he's saying. I don't agree with that. My view is that we're in our own realm. There's no fucking such thing as an, as an invading army from God knows where. I don't believe in none of that shit. I think it's all a lie. But how I do agree, I think it'll happen this way. 
or, or something, you know, what the hell do I know, right? But <laughs> so I think that there's going to be a mock invasion, you know, whether that's blue beam or something more, we could all debate about that. There's going to be a mock invasion. It'll be something like greys and or reptilians that are coming and are going to wreak havoc on us. This will cause us all to have no choice but to fall under one umbrella politically, socially. So this kind of brings forth Luciferian's throne, I guess you could say. But where I differ is that I think that that first wave is complete bullshit. And I think that the big, beautiful, blonde Pleiadians, you know, Lucifer was the most beautiful of God's angels, right? So I think that the Pleiadians are going to come in and save us from these evil entities, these evil extraterrestrials, and we're going to welcome them through free will as our saviors. That's how I think it'll go down. That's interesting because what if, what if, now hear me out, yeah. what if you and Donnie are both right, Donnie, right? What if it's right. a two-pronged <laughs> thing? Exactly what you said does happen. And it's basically like they swoop us in or they swoop in to rescue us from a fake invasion, right? And then there is a rapture, but they just tell us that these things are returning and that we all need to turn and fight. Exactly. They're going to do that before God or Jesus or you know whatever comes with his army, whatever that means as well, right? They're going to do that before so that when Jesus comes, he's the enemy. That's what has to happen, right? That's, um, I, I, I hope that, uh, shout out the guys from the phone booth podcast, Ted and death and Rufus and bill. I hope that Ted, By the is way, here I, in this say, I love Rufus and death and Ted. I love all of them all. <laughs> they're really they're, cool. They're awesome guys. They're, they really are awesome yeah. guys. Uh, I, I'm glad that I found them in the spaces, uh, making fast friends out of them. Uh, but Ted, he, he said at the end of the episode, I believe that he's afraid of them, uh, basically Basically, everybody being primed for this idea of Project Bluebeam and all of us being primed for this idea of an alien invasion. And that way, when when Christ returns and there's a rapture, you know, all of us resist and, and fight. Uh, and I just think that what you said there was. It strikes me as even if you let's say you just laid out a work of fiction for us. Right. Because like you said, like, we don't know. It's so so it's, it's such a well orchestrated uh, deception. That idea that they would come, Pleiadians, these beautiful Pleiadians would would come and save us. And then, you know, this idea that there could be something afterwards, like a real rapture. And then we're ready for round two, you know, where we're all invigorated and ready to fight alongside the Pleiadians against Christ. But we don't realize it's Christ. Right. Man, that is, if it's not a real thing, it should be a Netflix show. I, th I think I have a, you know, this is going to sound really bad, but I'll say it anyway. Like if I was head of the NWO, I have a better fucking idea than they do. Yeah. <laughs> I agree, dude. It's a good, it's a good idea. It really is. I mean, like I said, if it's not going to come to pass, it should uh, at least see Netflix or a book. Can we at least get a book? Get a book. Yeah. Well, so that, you know, that's that's where and and, and where, why I think my idea holds merit is because it's. It, it, we are free willing ourselves into these decisions. And that's where I think it's, it, it's different than what Donnie or uh, whoever, I don't know whoever else says that, because I think like the way I see the story, like this is our 
idea. This is what we have to do. Like we're 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 fully involved in this fucking decision, you know. So and you have to understand that up and above all this, the devil or these you know these Luciferians, whatever they're not, you know, like like I said before, they've been pillaging and and pillaging us, you know, taking all our shit for thousands of years. They're not going to give it back to us, dude. And if they do give it back to us, it's a ploy to gain our trust and our favor. So all of it kind of ties into it with how I see it coming down, which doesn't mean it will. Who knows? Maybe nothing will happen. Maybe all this is a big distraction because to keep us in anxiety and stress is another mechanism of control, right? So like maybe this is just another page of the big bullshit book, right? So like I wouldn't put that much merit into anything I say either, but it does make sense, <laughs> you know. So, you know, it's it's you touched on something there that I do want to express to people, want like, to express, like being into conspiracies you, and occultism for as long as I have. You have, come to a lot of conclusions lot of, of you know elites so, trying to step on our decks and, on deck and time prophecies around the corner and things like that. And, and if there was a version of this where like none of this comes to pass and life just goes on to normal, I also wouldn't be surprised at that because I was honestly like debilitated for a long time in regards to this stuff. Like I, I kind of, I had this mindset of like a house, a job, a wife, a kid, a show. Hi. It's Hi. it's all gonna end. Like that's where my head was at 16, 17, 18, 19, probably for sure. about 22, 23 years old. And I think that what's the point that I want to make about that is for people who are just waking up now, especially through the Q movement. Um, well, maybe not the Q movement because they're on hopium. So people outside of it who are just discovering how fucked up things really are, especially with X Twitter kind of Twitter. being the hub for all of these all, all of this these, information all to go flying about, about. Uh, uh, don't let it debilitate because it can do that and maybe it's by design that it can do that because it feels so overwhelming even if it doesn't feel overwhelming I was caught up in the idea that like I had to be sharpening knives because it was only going to be a matter of time until they were ripping us out of the houses and tossing us in FEMA camps and if I had stayed with that mindset it would have been been 16, 15 years of sharpening years a knife sharpening for something to come instead of working a job, you know, job. marrying someone, having a kid, being a father, owning a home, starting to, you know, all those things would have been put on pause if you, if you let this crush you. Yeah, for sure, man. And like, that's the thing that I try to tell people always, like they say I'm a black pillar, but I'm the first one to tell you to enjoy life and put all this bullshit behind you, man. You, listen, man, the world does not want you to save it. It'll kill you for trying to save it. Your neighbors and your, you know, your friends and neighbors will likely, you know, just stop all you if you try to do anything. So, like, you know, you, you don't have, I don't have a world worldwide influence. You know, like even like I tell people, the the world stage is directed by the devil, and what people need to understand is even the voices of dissent are allowed by the devil there's a reason for that they're not there to help you man so what do you do man there's not much to do you you you, you try to help those within your immediate circle start with your fucking self how about that because most people skip that part and they try to help everybody but meanwhile their life is a shitter 
So like, you know, you, you know, live your life, enjoy life. There's a reason why we're here. And if you're focusing on the reason to get out of here, you'll never figure that out. So you got to, you know, there are certain things you got to figure out first before you go on a mission to help the whole world. Enjoy your yeah. family, your friends. Life is for living. Don't let these evil motherfuckers take that away from you. You know, it's as simple as that. Make good with God. Make sure that you are okay with whatever the fuck is to happen. Everything else is bullshit. Yeah, I see that. Uh, I see that you certainly you're going out to um, I think it was very recently you were hanging out in Mexico and and weren't you exploring uh, uh, an old temple? Yeah, man. So, oh, yeah, look, I know I was in um, I, li I live in New Mexico now, by the way, in Playa del Carmen. So, yeah, I go to see all kinds of ruins. I was in Peru for a month, I think. That's what you're talking about. And uh, man, uh, how can I explain this? Um, like, look, man, I went to see uh, Machu Picchu, right? And like, it's tough enjoying things when you know as much as I know. Let's just say that, right? <laughs> like, you know, like I'm there and I'm, I'm with a tour guide and there's a bunch of people. And obviously, like, dude, like, you know, I have a professional side of me. Like, I know, like, I can't just walk into a room and start saying what I think. It doesn't work. Well, I just feel like it's not going to work out. So, like, so I'm there. I'm keeping quiet. I'm listening to all this shit. And I'm like, in, my, in the back of my mind, dude, like, you have no idea what the hell's going on in my mind. But I got, like, just to talk about Machu Picchu, for example, I'll, I'll tell you a couple things. Like, we were in one room with, oh, by the way, um, Okay, I'll skip that part, it doesn't matter, but it, Machu Picchu from an aerial view looks like an upside-down condor, which is one of the three, um, which is the, the animal that represents the air, which is kind of Luciferian in and of itself as well. But anyways, <laughs> so we're in a room, and uh, the guy's saying like, oh, we figure this room is where the uh, artisans were working based on the size of the room and the doors. And I'm like, dude, you're telling me people were in this fucking room building whatever the fuck artisans were building in those times based on the size of the doors in the room bro like don't tell me crazy shit bro that's the dumbest explanation i've heard in my life and then how we go on to another sorry how big were the doors rather small but i'm not a small person and you know they're fairly small so but either way it makes what difference is like what the, what the fuck kind of difference does it make i, I don't understand that and then he's like the only people that were allowed in this section outside of the artisan room were the nobles. There was about 400 nobles that lived there. The um, the virgin priestesses of the solar temple, which is right next door. And then he, this is where I started getting crazy, right? And then he tells me, and also the sodomites. I go, the what? He goes, yeah, you know, the sodomites, the gays. But that's not what that is. Sodom and Gomorrah did not get destroyed because people were gay. It got destroyed because there was Luciferian inverts in Sodom and Gomorrah. They were inverted Luciferians, which goes back to the satanic laws that I tell everybody needs to learn. So basically, the whole fucking construct of Machu Picchu was a Luciferian construct with inverted Satanists inside with, you know, virgin priestesses that God the fuck knows what happened to them. So like, you know, and that's when shit started taking a really not so good turn in my head and I wanted to get the fuck out of there, you know? And then, and then for the last thing on my way out, he shows me like a, 
there's this thing that, oh, we thought this place here was like, um, we thought at first, sorry, he says that it was um, uh, like a place of worship. But then we thought, oh, this is where they would likely grow. Um, uh, they were farming. But then we looked at the dirt under, and under three inches, the land wasn't, uh, the, the, the earth wasn't, um, wasn't nutritious enough. And I'm like, dude, the earth for fucking 500 years ago wasn't the fucking, like, like what's happening here? But like, are you, like, I don't understand how these, these specialists and these, these people make these assumptions based on the dumbest shit I've ever heard. But the problem with that is that they make these assumptions and then people build off of them. And then we're into this kumbaya. Oh, yeah, Machu Picchu was beautiful. Everybody was happy. No, bro. It was fucking satanic Lucifer. It was Luciferian sun worship. Fucking inverted Satanist, uh, you know, sacrifices of a virgin. There was all kinds of crazy shit going on. And let's not venerate it like it was something of God. Like, please, let's stop this shit right now. And that's when I decided to leave, obviously. <laughs> I heard something pretty cool. And I wonder if if you heard anything like this in your time there. Uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Timothy Alberino who spends a lot of time in um, in Peru. I think he's a sort of an archaeologist, uh, but he is very much into looking at things through a biblical context. And so one of the things that he said was the natives of Peru, the people who still hold as close as they can to the traditions of the Inca, uh, obviously it's not anywhere near what the Inca were actually like, but I guess the closest people that you could attribute to being uh, descendants of the Inca, they have a story that their megalithic temples were created by a race of giants, essentially. Yeah, like everybody that, else. Yeah, and that the giants were yeah. evil and that their overarching head god, I I, I can't remember the name for their the, the god, I, I'll butcher it, but um, sent essentially floodwaters to kill off this race of evil giants. Yes. Now, let me make you some distinctions between all of that. Um, that city is called, because I went to that city and I spoke to natives there. It's the last, um, the last direct line from the Incas that is traceable, whatever that means, right? It was called, uh, fuck, uh, fuck. So really, you know, it's really complicated, the names of the cities, I can't remember. But I was there and I spoke to the, um, to the natives there. Uh, it's a pretty big city, dude. It's like, uh. 150,000 population. We're not talking about a little, you know, really, really small town here. But um, you see, that, okay, here's another, we'll go back to the beginning of what we were saying of how, okay, there's all these parallel stories between, uh, uh, you know, these ascended masters that are all trying to make Jesus look like, oh, he's just one of us, right? He's nothing special. He's just another one in line from many more in line. But the flood stories that are from Enlil and Enki, the Babylon, the ancient Greece, they, the, they're not the same stories. That's the thing. They always have fundamental differences. So the fact that people associate all of them as being different representations of the same story is a false paradigm. And it kind of gives blankets Jesus and, that, and God along with all of these other um, tribes and communities around the world that did it. Because you have to understand that these, okay, look, the, 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 um, the fallen governed us for a time, right? They were our kings for a time before the giants were, and we venerated them. And these giants 
sure, I mean, these angels, I'm sorry, surely loved some of our women and had offspring. So they too wanted to save their own fucking offspring. So they, they too might have told a few people that a flood is coming because they knew a flood was coming. So other arcs could have been built to save other groups. You know, so they, it's not the same story. We're talking about maybe the same timeline, but it's not the same story because like in the, I'll tell you from the Mayan perspective, um, the, the god of the Mayans, which I obviously will butcher the name and can't remember, but when you read his characteristics, he was very prideful, like it's very Luciferian-like. And he warned them about the coming flood to save them as well. But that doesn't mean that it's the same story of God and Noah that did it for those reasons. So it's not the same story we're talking about here. Are you saying it's not the same story in regards to characters, but it is the same event? It's the same event, different... but from different perspectives. Like there's, there's, there's God that through Noah wanted to save the untainted DNA. Let's just say that. And then there's the fallen with their offspring, the giants that wanted to save themselves that did similar acts to do so because a flood is coming. Your, your options are kind of fucking limited on how you're going to save yourself from that, right? Like you're going to build an ark, you're going to climb those giant trees that no longer exist that God cut, that God asked most of them be cut down. Like there's, you're kind of limited in how you're going to save yourself from a cataclysmic event like that, right? So, and let me talk, okay, let's, let's take it a step further, right? Okay, so there's a cataclysmic event, and then Quetzalcoatl comes along and um, re, he um, re, re-instructs humanity on civilization and all that, right? And he also stopped child sacrifice and all that. And then if you look at the order of Quetzalcoatl, how they work, and then parallel that to Q. You see, Quetzalcoatl was part of the fallen as well, He's, you know, or a giant or whichever version of that you want to believe. So he used the stopping of child sacrifice as a way, as a hook to get people under his belt. So Q is doing a very similar fucking thing. It's the same same vibe, right? It's the same energy. And it literally, uh, I believe uh, my, my past guest, um, John of Unbridled Minds, brought it up that Quetzal is obviously begins with a Q, right? But he didn't mention what you just mentioned, which is the fact that Quetzalcoatl stopped child sacrifice. Yes. I mean, talk about history on repeat. Look, you, you know, <laughs> I, I came here with the intention. You know, today, my intentions go out the fucking window right away. But I came here with the intention, you know, I had no, like, I, I didn't know what I was going to talk about. I didn't take any notes and I didn't know what you're going to ask me. I came here with the intention to keep things as simple as possible. And I think we've spoken now for like two hours and I barely spoke about Q. But if you have a brain and you understand what I'm telling you, you should be able to make the associations. And if you cannot make the associations, I urge you to look into the things that I'm talking about. Because, you know, like people talk about, oh, Trump is mocking them and and Q is mocking. All these people are mocking all these evil fuckers. But in reality, what's happening is all of them are mocking you. All of them. Trump, Q, the cabal, they're laughing at you. They're laughing 
they're laughing and they're, they can't believe, like, for me, it's beyond me how people don't see that. You're the one, you're the fucking punchline. That's what people don't understand. It's a big, it's a big mindfuck. Um, we're, we're closing in here on the two hour mark. And so I want to ask you one last thing. And I, and I know there's so much that we haven't unpacked with you. And so, uh, I'd love to have you back in the future, but well, I want to take a little time. bit of a turn and, and maybe you'll have something on this. Maybe you won't, but we hit this thing recently where, um, I'm sure you're familiar with the guy who's driving to work and on TikTok he records a giant on the summit of a mountain and through a series of events basically he records this giant and then the next recording that he shows you is him on the road and he goes yeah this is where i saw it right there and you could see there's nothing on the mountain however there is black helicopters now flying around it and well, then he disappears or something right well, the third video, he shows an, a structure suddenly on the mountain in the same place. It was really wild how that structure got or erected so quickly. And then his his last two videos, one is, everything I said is a lie. Uh, don't believe anything that I said. I didn't see a giant. I'm sorry that I said that. I just, I just wanted to, you know, I was just trolling or whatever. He's making all kinds of excuses. The last video he makes is, everything I said is 100% true. And there's like black SUVs on my street or something like that. He's he's something insinuating that he's being watched and pressured. Look, and then after that, he actually dies. Look, Shortly after that video, you could find his obituary. People have I dug it up. I haven't seen any of that, but I but I can tell you statistically speaking, or what I would do if I were to watch that video. The first thing I would do is I'll be staring at this fucker's hands, and I'll be looking at what kind of symbolism he's doing. Secondly. I would be listening to the words he's using because look, remember in the beginning of the show, you said uh, you heard me on a space and I called that fucker out. Okay. This guy, look, this is how I called him out. He was talking about, you know, uh, enlightenment and knowledge and apotheosis and all this fucking crazy shit. I look at his profile and I see like a big, like it's a, it's an X as his image. And the X looks like kind of the skull and bones X. So I'm like, okay, strike one. Second, he's talking about apotheosis and all these things. I'm like, strike two. Thirdly, he's talking about Jim Carrey. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like how he's like all about Jesus. I'm like, I'm like, look. And I told him, I go, I go, Jim Carrey, he's exposing a lot. Sure, I'll, I'll say that. But the purpose of people like Jim Carrey is to expose to gain your favor. And then they'll talk about Christ consciousness. And again, diminishing Jesus. I go, so this is his actual purpose Everything else he's telling you is a mechanism to gain your trust. And as I, sing, as, I'm, as I said that, he responds with something like, you know, we're just building the blocks of knowledge here, something like that. And for me, the second he said that, I'm like, oh, this guy's a fucking Mason, 100%. So like, and then I called him out on that shit. And then he started talking, talking, talking. And then I called him out on that shit. Like, I, I kept going back to that point and he never answered. He obviously, couldn't answer you. He couldn't, there's nothing to answer. Dude. I know, bro. I know your shit. Like, I'm not a Mason, I'm not, a, I'm not in any of that shit, but there's a, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm fooling myself, but I probably know more about what the fuck he's talking about than he does. So, like, you're not going to bullshit a bullshitter when it comes to that, right? <laughs> so, to answer your question, I would look at the hand signals, I would look at the words used. Statistically speaking, I would say it's probably all bullshit, and it's probably initiates making, you know, just making a distraction for us, for what purpose, we don't know. 
but that's mainly it's probably a big bag of bullshit and you know like i tell people this or like oh you know trump got censored or he got banned and all of this you know there's all these fucking things happening right and this just like this guy you're talking about he got banned or censored or died but people and this is another thing about q that gives it power that i want people to understand <clears throat> censorship is a tool and there's many ways to use it one obviously you censor the voice so that it's not heard that's the obvious fucking usefulness of that tool what's the second the second is you censor things that are false or bullshit to give them credence so by you know by trump getting censored by twitter he's obviously anti-twitter and must be a good guy and he must be for free speech but that's not what that means so there's different facets to censorship that people must understand. Yeah, I've I've seen that recently um, in some of the more suspicious characters on Twitter. I've watched their accounts get suspended, but then I've watched this like unnatural rallying around and the, the resurrection about, of their. Account. I'll say it. You're talking about Dom McGee Lucre, the Luciferian yeah, grifter guy, scumbag. He's a as, scumbag. As somebody who I've personally been searching for the truth for a long time, and I've watched people who I think are being genuine, honest actors. I've watched them get, you know, shadow banned and suppressed and and shit on, and it's 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 not something that uh, typically you rise from the ashes like a phoenix and find all of the success in the world. I mean, that dude is probably. I don't know, top five most prominent characters in the community, but he's been that way since the very first day I've seen him. And he's allowed to say whatever the hell he wants. Uh, and something about him just seems so... I get a lot of Look, red flags. Let me just say he... this. I will I'll kind of gauge it towards Q. How could Q be all these good things, yet everybody involved is either CIA, a Luciferian, a Satanist, an elite. Like, dude, you know, Trump, Pompeo, Flynn, these, these huge accounts on Twitter that are, like, like, look, I don't like to call, like, you know, I, I mean, I, I, name, I call out everybody, but I don't want to put that on, burden on your show, right? So I don't want to call out names because that's going to that's gonna, that's gonna cause you a lot of headaches. Trust me, I deal with that shit every day. But all these people are full of it, man. And if you look at their message as an entirety, it's all fake. And look, if you look into the Luciferian laws, you will start to understand how all this works. And until you do that, you know, it's all just mocking or it's all very superficial explanations that people give us to why this is going on. But in real, in reality, there's an, there's an esoteric meaning to all of it. Usually when they reveal the method, revelation of the method, they also like to mock at the same time. That's what they do. That's what Trump is doing. He's not only exposing the darkness to guide you towards the light, but he's also mocking you at the same time. General Flynn, man. When he talks about 5G, like people, you know, this makes me laugh, dude. Like I talk to these Q people and you know, the best part of all this is, is that now I just have a new account, but on my old account, I haven't been on Twitter for like a year and a half. 
I got a new account. I was up to like 10, 12, 15K, whatever the fuck it was. doesn't matter. All of the big QAnon accounts, all of them follow me. All of them follow me. So I have all these low-hanging QAnon guys that don't know the first thing about anything, blasting me like I'm the devil, like I'm a CIA agent, like I'm all these things. I'm like, yeah, dude, why don't you go ask your fucking, your God, and I say the name of the person I know they're following, I go, why don't you go ask them what the fuck they think about me before you talk stupid? So once I, you know, you have to understand that there's, there's a lot going on and a lot to unpack, but everything is done with a reason, and it's usually not a good one. When it's a good reason, there's always a great deception as the underlying reason for all of that happening. And, um, like, you know, Flynn, man. I can't believe people believe Flynn. Flynn is the biggest. Like, he talks about 5G. People are like, yeah, 5G warfare, bro. Uh, Art of War. I'm like, have you ever read The Art of War? Because I have. Because if you've never read it, I don't want to hear you use Art of War as a retort to tell me that I'm an idiot. Because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So, like, Flynn will talk about 5G warfare and how the cabal is using psychological warfare to... Um, to trick or deceive you, but while he's saying it, he's doing the same to you at the exact same time. And Michael Flynn was instructed by Michael Aquino, which is a known Satanist pedophile that was on, I think, Hugh, uh, uh, Phil Donahue or the other asshole. What's that? What's that asshole's name? Uh, uh, Geraldo. What a what a scumbag that guy is. <laughs> so he was on that show, uh, Michael Aquino, and they were, you know, talking about him being a uh, accused pedophile and all that. This guy was a lieutenant colonel. He was high up in the military. He created psychological warfare within the military. And Michael Flynn was his stooge. So Michael Aquino creates the dark side of the military control, psychological control system. And Michael Flynn is exposing it while deceiving you at the same time dark to light it's the same shit it's all the same thing going on here yeah for uh for people that are listening uh if you doubt that michael aquino is some sort of a satanist you can just go ahead and look up a picture of him and look at his eyebrows and get back to me uh so Escanor, we are funny <laughs> you've seen him right they're like fuck it. <laughs> he's got like more than his eyebrows michael aquino's eyebrows or uh bolton's mustache that guy's a fucking <laughs> asshole you combine the two of them, and that's the Antichrist. <laughs> that's I don't a give punchable a shit. face. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, Escanor, we're closing in on the two-hour mark, and so we got to wrap it up. It's Friday night, and I've got some fun stuff to get into. But before we go, is there any, like, parting thoughts you'd like to leave people with? I, and I, I mean in the sense of people that are clinging on to Q, especially people that are new to these concepts, and I imagine they've seen this one entity, and they're latching onto it as this, bearer of truth is there anything that you would say to those people that uh i imagine they're not in the know outside of what q tells them um man what would i say i would say listen you don't need some asshole whoever that is on the world stage telling you how he's going to make your life great how he's going to save you how not to worry and especially when all his words are doing nothing but neutering what you really want to do. Don't listen to that shit. Listen to yourself viscerally. You know what's right and what's wrong. When you see evil, you destroy it. You don't wait for somebody else to do it 10 years later and allow it to go on for another 10 years because it's part of some fucking plan 
that is for the greater good. Yeah, trust the plan. What was was jabbing, you know, God knows how many billions of children part of the plan. Is that for the greater good? No, man, you got to cut that shit out immediately. So don't listen. Like all these people are doing is kicking cans down the road. And people tell me, real, like that's why I thought I can take it apart from every level. Then how do you explain that Biden uh, didn't uh, dismiss uh, Trump's EO, right? That EO about um, about uh, the election and all that crap. I'm like, it's very simple. Biden's kicking the can down the road too for idiots like you to follow along. It's very simple, but like you don't have to. It's not that complicated, dude. Like, it's all a big charade. It's all a big movie. Everybody in the movie, the villains and the heroes, have been uh, casted by the devil. And when they are not shooting a scene, they're doing some horrible shit to children, giving each other backhanders in the back room. So you could dismiss all of these assholes altogether. Just find your peace with God. Be good to you and your family. Be good to yourself. Trust yourself. And you don't need some asshole with some knowledge, esoteric, you know, knowledge that'll captivate you to tell you how to live your life. You don't need that shit. That's always bad news. Just, just trust yourself. Fuck all these guys. Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it, man. Uh, stop falling for people that show you a little bit of the truth. You know, stop worshiping these people. Um, I've made a post be before, and I believe I've ended a show this way once or twice, but burn your idols and pursue I'm a relationship a, I'm, with I'm God. The, I'm the idol bur burner extraordinaire, right? That's it, man. Use your own abilities for discernment. Don't follow anybody. You know, don't follow us outside of Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe. Uh, but, you know, don't follow people. Just follow God. Use your own God-given abilities for discernment. And stop latching on to the first person that's willing to show you a little bit of truth. Because oftentimes, a little bit of truth is exactly what you need to fall for a much bigger lie. It's always the case. A little, a little bit of... The greatest deceptions are seasoned in truth. It's just the way it is. Eskinor, thank you for your time, brother. One more time, can you tell the audience where to find you? <laughs> yes, well, today you can find me on Twitter at Eskinor Reloaded. I think my, uh, it's like, a, like it's written on the top uh, of your screen. But you should be able to find me on Telegram with Biff and uh, Guy Freeze. We are at Griddle, G-U-I-D-O-A-N-D-E-S-C-A-N-O-R, Griddle and Eskinor. That's our Telegram. And uh, catch me on Twitter. Come tell me why I'm an asshole. Come tell me why I'm wrong. You can do whatever you like. And I'll, I usually tend to respond to everybody, trolls alike. So come one, come all. Hey, um, before we go, I just want to say, talk to Biff if you get a chance and let him know that I think it would be a good idea to have the two of you in tandem on the show to talk about the... Uh, <laughs> The, the messaging and the imagery in the movie specifically, because what Biff has uh, stumbled onto in regards to uh, Back to the Future and Donnie Darkin or Donnie Dargo rather is phenomenal uh, yeah, content. Crazy. And I'd love to expose my audience yeah, to it. Look, uh, uh, so to be, to be straight with you, I think if I tell him that, then he'll come with me, he'll do it. And not because uh, I'm special in any way, but because he's a, he's, he's not like me. Like I'm good at retorting. I'm good on the fly. I'm good on the spot. He's not. So he, you know, he, he needs a, he needs somebody like me to fill in the gaps to make him more comfortable. So I'm sure it'll work out if I ask him that. 
Yeah, that's that was my thinking. I was like, I bet you the two of you guys would make a great team going back and forth, especially since you're already comfortable with each other. And just talking to you briefly about the uh, the connections in Donnie Darko and everything, I was like, oh, okay, he he knows this shit. And I've been dying to uh, to get Biff on and to talk about these things. So talk to him, see what he thinks, and and I'd love to do uh, a part two with you and him. Yeah, sounds good, man. Be cool. Thank you for the, your time. And uh, look, man, I hope I helped somebody with something, but I'm not, you know, whatever. Whatever happens, happens. <laughs> That's the goal, though, brother. Shed a little bit of uh, uh, light into this weird, dark, occult room to show people, like, this is what the fuck's going on. Uh, Escanor, thank you for your time, brother, and you enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you. You too, Chama.